You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. Hi. Thanks for watching. All right. <clears throat> you ready to kick this off? Sure. You do it. It was your idea. <laughs> it is Tuesday, March 12th, quarter after 6 p.m. Okay. We are in the Toronto studio. Toronto studio. We're trying something brand new, which was literally kind of decided at the last minute. You, I think you said last night. Yeah. I said, why don't we do this? We, as, as many people notice especially if you're watching us out there in Facebook land. Um, we did not post a podcast today. No, we didn't. Not yet. We uh, thought so. it might be fun to do sort of a live to tape as we were planning on getting together today anyways. Yeah. It's been a you're gonna make few weeks. Dinner. Yeah, we're going to make a little egg roll in a bowl. That sounds too good not to, not to come by for. Yeah, you're still, uh, you're still low-carbing it. I am still low-carbing. I, I lost about 40 pounds so far, so I'm well, kind of happy about that. Well, you, you've lost a case of wine. I have lost a case of wine, but drank more than my share. <laughs> I'm Andre Prue from AndreWineReview.ca. I'm Michael Binkus of MichaelBinkusWineReview.com. And we are two guys talking wine. We are. And I guess we're two guys talking live right now. Yeah, two guys talking live about wine. And uh, I brought wine. Yes, you did. Along, and um, I, I thought, yeah, why don't I just pour you some wine? Because yeah, we're do talking it. about it. These so, are two wines from, from Fielding. And from the year that I moved to Ontario. Oh, so 2007. Yep. So I brought the uh, 2007 Red Conception. Cool. Uh, which is, um, I, I think it's just, jeez, uh, I you know, I've, I've lost track of some of Fielding's lines of wine. And um, why are you looking at your phone? Uh, I'm just checking to see if people are watching the video and if anyone is posting any any comments on oh, it. Oh, okay, got it. So this is uh, Red oh. Conception. Mm. So uh, I've, I've kind of lost track of where Fielding is with their red conception, but I think it's like some kind of a mid-tier red. I don't know at that time. At this time, I think it was something else. But yeah, uh, I think it's still about oh, in two thousand nine, you paid nineteen dollars for this. Yeah, actually, looks like you make stickers for your. Actually, it's uh, through Seller Tracker, which um, I love Seller Tracker these days. I've always loved Seller Tracker, but uh, I I loved the fact that now I can barcode every wine. And I can actually put the barcode on. And then when I'm ready to take the wine out of my cellar, I just zap it out with my phone. So yep. I love that part. So this is this would have been like a, uh, it doesn't even say on the back what it is. Uh, but it's like red. It's usually Merlot, Cab, and a bit of Syrah, I think, often. I thought it was oh, no, it's, uh, Cab Sauve, I thought. No? We can, I'm sure we can find out what's in this well, if we really care. Uh, the first sip I took of it, the nose is amazing. It's a uh, very rich red fruit. It's a um, bit of black fruit, kind of. Um, mm. It's the smell of campfire when you've poured some water on it, like that damp, oh. that damp smoke. Yeah. And um, the acidity's pretty high still. And that's it. When I took my first sip of it, my tongue like curled up in the back of my mouth just because the acid is so zippy on it. 2007, like a really good year in Ontario. Yeah. Like a really good year. But this one's holding on my second sip, like now that it's been in my glass, it's, o- it's only been open about, what, 10 minutes? 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, the fruit's already starting to reveal itself. And the, and the neat part about these two corks that I that I, that I did, so, uh, you know what, I'll show after because then we got to say what the second wine is, and I can't really say what the second wine is until we actually get it into the glass. So, Acid is quite tart on this, but I actually... Like the tart acidity. I mean, the fruit is is still there, but um, yeah, I'm finding it's very tart. I I consider this like a medium, light to medium bodied red, which is interesting because of the uh, grapes that are in it, the varieties that are in it. But um, uh, this would this would be a great like this. This is a food wine right here. Definitely red meat, red meat, white meat. 
But again, it's what now it's 2019, so we're 12 years old. We, we still got a wine that's that's very very drinkable, and I don't I don't think it's it's I think it's crested the hill, but it's yep. it's on its way down, but it's in no way shape or form uh, dead. Yeah, if you've got any, so, definitely drink it. So here we go. Uh, this is same year. So yes, same vintage. 2007. Chosen few. So yep. this would be like your top tier wine from and the Fielding. label. The label Labels actually really looks cool. like it. Well, it looks suspiciously like the Creekside labels. Oh, oh yeah. Like even the same sort of like embossing on the uh, on the text on it. I mean, that's no no knocks against it. I get that. There's a lot of like uh, similarities when it comes to labels in the industry. Whatever. Um, I mean, it's a cool label. It's nice to see that that style label is held up to the test of time. So this one is uh, actually says how, what it is, and it is 14% uh, Syrah, 45% Cab Sauve, and 41% Merlot. Uh, now, you with the label here, you can see what, what you would have paid for the bottle at that time. Ooh. So that's a $75 bottle of wine. At least that's what uh, what Cellar Tracker believes, so that could be true. And... um. Yeah, as you know, like I've been spending a little bit more on bottles of wine. I just showed you the Scattered Peaks uh, Cab- Napa Cabernet Sauvignon that recently just came yep. through vintages that I spent sixty dollars a bottle on, yep. and I absolutely feel it's it's worth the money. Um, I really do admire. I know we've talked about pricing on wine a lot. Like I really admire what places like I Cellars and Two Sisters are trying to do in terms of pulling the industry oh, up. up. Yeah. But I, I just I still think most Taz did it. A while back, and and Hidden Bench continues to do it, and, yeah, and uh, Stratus continues to do it. You can still walk into Stratus and buy the red and the white without spending seventy five bucks. True, but you I think it's just 50. when you get when you get north of fifty. I, I think I don't know. It's it's kind of hard, kind of hard to decide where that cutoff is because when you're in the lower price tiers, I, I can really tell you where it is. It's ten dollars, fifteen dollars, twenty dollars, thirty dollars, forty dollars, fifty dollars. Those are where. I feel like I'm in different price segments. Okay. When I get north of fifty, it's kind of hard to tell where those those lines are. And I have spent like I, I spent 110 dollars on a bottle of Bordeaux uh, Grand Ponte that came through Classics, but I know the producer. I know it's going to be great wine, but I, I don't know where to draw the line of uh, of where I'm willing to spend on where I'm willing to to not spend money, especially when it comes to Ontario wine. So the neat part about these corks, by the way, yep. is that the uh, the Red Conception uh, basically is about three quarters of the way up the cork. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Chosen Few, which is a longer cork by, uh, I would say, a couple of centimeters, maybe? Uh, millimeters. A couple of millimeters, yeah, sorry. Right. And Wow, uh, you think millimeters are centimeters. Yeah, I've been I lied to by a lot of men. Um, so that uh, that basically those millimeters... I'm going to get your cat in my lap. I don't know if she, everybody can see, but uh, this is... Which one of your cats is this? <laughs> this is Stella. Hey, Stella. How are you? I can actually She's right in there. see her climb up. Yeah. So okay. she climbed right up. And uh, you know, basically, those millimeters are um, are where the wine is. And she's uh, going to get right on the podcast. Yeah. Get off the table. Oh. oh, sweetie. Get off the table. All right. That's for people things. Yeah. Sorry, Stella. Maybe next time. When Andre's not around. So I love this wine. I think it's really good. I think it's going to get better throughout the course of the evening. I think it's great. The the, the chosen few, it's got blue fruit. Um, and here's the thing is, I, I don't know if I would have spent... Mocha. Yep. I don't know if I would have spent 75 bucks on it at the time, but enjoying it now, had I spent 75 bucks on it in 2007, I think I would have been pretty pleased with myself. Yeah. 
pretty happy with that. Yeah, no, that's uh, so. That's, it's a great uh, kind of reevaluation of uh, value. Now, you and I have been um, kind of debating off the microphone. Yeah, and uh, we really didn't know what we were going to talk about tonight. Well, let's be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just been a while. We've been we've been busy dealing with our Toronto Life column. Yeah. You go to torontolife.com, check oh, out our monthly want, roundups. You wanted to do a little bit of uh, oh, housekeeping. Yeah, yeah we went, I, I was just going to ask you because you didn't you did not like my Instagram post I posted last night. Uh, you know what? Is this that label thing? Yeah. Okay. So I I I you know I'm a fan of your uh, of your rosé. Yeah, but you're not. I know you're not a fan of the label. Uh, I know. I'm I'm looking at this label and uh, I've lost it now, and I'm thankful for that now that I think about it. Yeah, in- Instagram.com/slash/AndreWineReview. Uh, I gave everyone a sneak peek at uh, the When Pigs Fly label for 2018. And I don't I don't know I I don't know if I like the pigs coming approaching at me like that. It just it's it's very aggressive. It's a very aggressive label. Michael is pigs with jetpacks. They're very aggressive pigs with jetpacks. It's. So, like, when Wiley e. Coyote, and you're watching Looney Tunes, is, like, running towards the but, screen, yeah, that's aggressive I, I think the problem I had with it originally is the pigs look too real. They're not as car- they're not cartoonish enough. Okay, that's fair. So. Uh, go check it out at, on my Instagram page. Let me know what you think. And we will be talking about taking orders and getting that into the bottle as soon as possible. So expect that in early April. Very nice. You're, you're like one of the first rosés that comes out on the market, aren't you? There's a few that are out there already, yeah. but uh, we like being among the first. Like I know that uh, I think at uh, Taste Ontario, which is where my where the bee in my bonnet comes in yes. uh, this week, um, I, I think uh, 2027 had his rosé out. You ever had his rosé? No. Here's rosé. I'm glad that Kevin was at that event. Was it Kevin that was pouring at yeah, the event? Yeah, Kevin was there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm heading down to taste his wines, the Cuvée weekend. That was the other bit of housekeeping. Cuvée.ca, you can still get tickets. Um, I think you and I both really look forward to that event. Yeah, we're going to be talking. uh, We're going to be talking to some winemakers at the event this year. Yes, we'll Um, be doing it again, just like we did last year. Those have gone. Those have been a lot of fun for us to do, and it's been fun working out the technical issues with the. Yeah, we, with the this, podcast? this year maybe we should try and drag them into a quiet corner just to get maybe well, the, a few words. The best thing about this year is that they moved it to a Saturday. That's weird. I don't know. I are, think are it's you fantastic. Good I, I, here's the thing. I've always said with my media coverage year and year, I, I have to come down the highway from Toronto. And it is like a white knuckle, pedal to the metal, rush to get to Niagara by 7.30, leaving Newstock 1010 at like 4.30. It takes more than two hours to get down there sometimes. I, I was there during a snowstorm. It took me four hours to get there. I, w- I came in like at 8 o'clock. So it's just nice. So I'm, I'm planning my Saturday. I'm going to go and visit Kevin Panagapka. I'm going to go visit Sue Ann's staff. I'm going to taste a, a few wines during the day. I'm making a day of it. I'm going to go check out some wineries, and then you, I'm going to head to the event. What are you going to do on the Sunday? Uh, on the Sunday, um, I am not going to be sleeping off a hangover and heading back to the city. I will probably respectfully get brunch with my wine tasting partner. I'll be going down with Guillaume this year, and uh, so we will date? head back to the city. Yeah, well, he's my date. Will, this I, will I be seeing you guys holding hands at the at the event? Uh, is he going to propose marriage to you? No, that already that, that can only happen at one cuvee. <laughs> uh, but anyways, you can still get tickets. Cuvee.ca. It's um, my favorite event. It's certainly. I always say the best time to go down to wine country is in the off season, especially if you're wine curious, if you want to learn more about how wine is made, if you want to talk to your winemakers, because this time of year is when the winemakers yeah. are a little bit less busy. I, Most of them are dealing with bottling and whatever, and you can 
you can spend time with the customers and you want to learn about the wines. It's a great. This is the best time to go to wine country. People always ask me when when's a good time to go. They go, oh, should I go in the in the summer or the or the or the fall? I'm like, no, you go in the winter time because yep. that's when people have time for you. Every, yep. You know, fall is the great if you want to see you know harvest happen, but nobody's got. And time. I mean, the vineyards are so scenic in the in the summer, but like if you're looking to make the purchase, if you're looking for that great bottle of wine, you're not fighting with tourists elbow to elbow who are there you're not fighting with the bachelorette parties Correct. you're not fighting with the the crowds yeah, you fighting, get a chance you're fighting to no one yeah Jan- you, january february those are the times to go you're fighting with the weather and even yeah. then if you're going a bit slower between the wineries I, frankly I, I just find it really enjoyable and vineyards really are like the wineries are fun to visit in the winter yeah. they're, they're scenic in the winter too yeah they still have some good stuff especially when the snow is out yeah and we have a good storm yeah, yeah. i've seen some great pictures this year from the snow and stuff yeah so all right so the bee in my bonnet yeah, let's let's this, get to the bee since, in your bonnet. Since we are talking about, uh, and I may, uh, should I can I pour you a little bit more of something? Hmm. The chosen few. We're gonna go back to the red conception. Oh, he's gonna go red conception out of the deal. All right, so he's gonna go red conception because he likes his acidity a little bit on the on the higher side. I just want to see how this wine opens up because it's opened up very quickly. It, but anyways, bee in your bonnet. My bee in my bonnet this yes. this week. So I uh, attended Taste Ontario this year, and I was not able to as I was locked in a radio studio. Correct. And um, I, I, I immediately texted you, uh, these are the <laughs> worst glasses I have ever seen in my entire life. That's a, that, that's a common complaint from you when you do go to wine events. Do you know what? I, I am fine with an ISO glass. Okay. I really am. If that's what you're going to pour the wine into, okay. I get it. ISO glass, it's an international standard organization, tasting glass. If that's what you're going to do, I am really fine with it. Okay. But when you start going off the rails on some of these crappy glasses that you can get, and I don't know who to blame. Do I blame Do I blame the Royal Ontario Museum, which is where it happened? The event was at the ROM. Do they have a supplier that brings in glasses and you have to go with that supplier? Get to your or, complaint. You're, you're, you're kind of dancing around it. No, no. My complaint is that you have... It's a completely industry event. Yep. It is not open to the public. The industry is there. Restaurateurs, uh, sommeliers, people who are going to buy wine, consumers who are going to buy wine, and you are showing your wine in what basically... And I'm going to put it in terms that will make you understand this. You're okay. putting all of your wine into a champagne flute, which is... The, the glass that they had was like like this big, like this, this big. And and it was basically, I like champagne in a champagne flute. I do not. I do not think you should put every wine into a champagne flute. And that's basically what they were doing. But every wine at the event was poured in the in the same glass. Every wine, at, yes, but some wines deserve better. And, yes. and look, if you're, if you're showing, this is the best of Ontario. You have, you have. All kinds of, you have over 50 wineries there who are showcasing their wine and they want to sell their wine not only to to, to uh, restaurants and, and show off to sommeliers and show off to um, wine writers, but then you handcuff them with this shitty glassware. That's one. Where's the swear jar? Well, you know, you have, do you have a quarter? Yeah, it's a... Um... Yeah, I know that. And that's, I'm happy uh, to put all, all as many quarters as you want today in that in that jar because it was the crappiest glassware I have ever seen at an Ontario event. Maybe it's the same one that they do, but I'm starting to realize that if you're not 
The reason that Ontario wine gets a bad rap because people are like, oh, it's not good. Well, if you're not going to showcase it in a good glass, and everybody knows that a good glass, the reason we're drinking yes. Chosen Few and Red Conception out of Bordeaux, out of, glasses. Out of yep. Bordeaux Schatz Wiesel glasses is because we know they're going to show really well in these. Would you go pull out your champagne flutes for this? No. But it let's listen, I have a bit of empathy for the organizers because, um, I mean, my reaction to you, because we had this conversation on, on Facebook Messenger, but my reaction to you was, was, was pretty pretty blunt. It was, like, when you're planning an event and you're dealing with a supplier, you don't often have, like, first choice of wine glasses. And it can be a bit of a challenge to wrangle the right kind of wine glasses. Like, were these actually champagne flutes or champagne flute-like? Were they smaller ISOs? They were shorter, but basically the same shape of as, 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 a, as a good champagne flute. And I actually straight up called you a snob. You know this. what? When it comes to glass, I travel with my own glasses. Yes, but now, you didn't. But you don't to events. Not to events. I actually, I actually said I'm you, not Michael Vaughn. This is this is such a, a like a classic complaint from you about events. I'm surprised you don't carry your own own glassware to I, events. I, I can't do that because that really shows that you're you're snobbish. But look, you want to show Ontario wine in the best light, and you basically handcuff. The wineries by showing their wine there. Who's going to buy that when they go, you know what? There's no acidity in here. Of course there's no acidity in that wine. The glass is a piece of crap. I think a good wine tastes good in no matter what vessel you serve it in. And I've traveled. So you would, okay. I've traveled, I've Do you have any Dixie Cups? Let's try the Chosen Few in a Dixie hey, Cup. I've, I've drinking, uh, drinking. Drinking. Yeah, I'm making up words. I've had Beaujolais served to me by a winemaker out of what is an essentially what is essentially an Ikea juice glass. And the wine was fine. Is it an ideal glass? No. I had a similar experience in Bordeaux, and I was drinking uh, Grand Cru Classe Bordeaux in Saint-Emilion. Not the top of the top, certainly not drinking Cheval Blanc. But, I mean, I just find that the obsession with glassware is just, it's sort of the one snobby thing that I've picked up partly from you, but you and I have talked about this and both written about it at length. The right wine glasses really do make a huge difference in the quality of the wine, but... After traveling and having my wine served to me by by winemakers literally around the world and whatever the hell is available to them, and being around France, the preoccupation with specific wine glasses is like it's a wine geek thing. We, we you got to get. Do we you know get what? Here's it. where I disagree with you because when I was traveling years ago, okay. especially in like Italy, they were they were basically putting them in juice glasses. Mm-hmm. Now I go to Italy and the wineries are showing them in proper stemware, so they're getting the the. They're getting the hint. They know that if they're going to show their wine and really want to showcase their wine, they're going to put it in a proper glass. Even if it's, I don't know, a, a, like a white wine glass and it's a red wine, at least it shows some class, some 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 characteristics of that wine that isn't juice glass quality. And 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 it's very important. We have, and, and, and the reason it's a, a bee in my bonnet this year even more so is because I'm doing a wine class for the Life Institute at Ryerson. Okay. And I have brought in uh, some great people to help me uh, educate uh, uh, Penelope Irving. Uh, I brought in Dan Speck. I brought in uh, Derek Barnett. I'm bringing in uh, Christina Roman. All of these people. Hang on. Hang on. You dropped this. What is that? It's another name. Oh, uh, Andre Prue is not coming in. No, I was and not that, invited. That's because uh, we have class. So, um, and we don't need to see the Danko Jones shirt. But 
I've brought in people to talk about about Ontario wines, and yeah. and they are so passionate about them, and to hear them talk and 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 say things like, you know. Uh, clients don't like Ontario wine um, just because of our reputation of the past. Um, you know, restaurants don't want to serve Ontario wine because of you know it's, okay, it's but seen I, but I as that, low like, class. The or glassware is not going to make any. The glassware is going to make every. The glassware is going to make no difference in that. It it's an attitude should. that exists already. And if the thing you, is, listen, this is another topic that we need to talk about another time. But the restaurants and the sommeliers in this city are lazy. They are too lazy to do the work, to taste the wine, and to change people's minds. The glassware has nothing to do with it. There is an attitude glassware that Ontario wine... Glassware does not... Glassware is not going to change someone's mind. Look, I'm going to give you two examples. One, many, 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 many years ago, when Southbrook was up in Richmond Hill, I went to a glassware tasting. Bill Riddlemeyer was, was doing a Spiegelau tasting. Okay. And a buddy and I got together and we're like... Bill found these uh, these glasses. They probably fell off of the back of a truck. He wants to sell some glassware. Let's go make fun of it. By the end of the whole event, we were sold. And since that day, and that's got to be, I want to go over 20 years ago, I was sold on glassware. I realized that glassware made all the difference in everything I was drinking. And from that okay, day but- forward, I made sure that I had glassware, not specific, because I know Riedel makes a Syrah glass and a Cab uh, glass. It's pronounced Riedel. Call it what you will. Um, they have all these glasses for all these wines. You need a good red wine glass. You need a good white wine glass. And then the only the only stipulation I give you that, if you drink enough Pinot and Chardonnay to make it worth your while, you need a good burgundy glass. Other than that, you Michael, don't need many... a specific Syrah okay, glass, a specific okay, Riesling okay, glass. Okay, okay, that's fine. I, 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 I didn't disagree with you in my home. Like I have a lot of wine glasses in this house. But how many restaurants in this city are taking the same effort into serving wine in the same wine glass, in, in the proper wine glasses? How many how many restaurants in the city are well, taking that same care? that's their problem. That's not my problem. But but it, it completely counters your point. Is this event to sell glass or to sell wine? No, it's to sell wine. But why wouldn't you, sh- at, at an event, to sell so these people so, okay, wine? So you, said, you said ISOs. So your complaint was about the, the I one would wine take glass. that because most people are used to 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 drinking wine from an ISO and you can you I know they're show, they're meant to show faults in the do wine. Do you do you think that there is a single restaurateur who walked in there thinking that Ontario wine sucks that their mind would have been changed if it had been ISOs instead of the glasses there? Do you think a single person or do you think even if it was 1% they, they might, it was 10%? I, I think, think I think there would have been somebody whose mind would have been changed. I I and don't I, believe that for and a I, second. And I and I then you know what? Maybe it's time to 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 step the f up. And, you know, get some proper glassware in there. I remember going to Somewhereness years ago. There's another name for you. Yep. And they had Riedel, Riedel, whatever you want to call their glasses. They had proper glasses for, um, basically, it was, a, it was a general glass from Riedel, Riedel. Whatever you want to call it. It's pronounced Riedel. Whatever you want to call it. They had a general glass that was good for reds. They good for whites. In fact, my mother still had, well, she had three. Now I think she's down to one. Because they were these great glasses. They said somewhereness on them. Yep. And there was a nice glass. And, and somewhereness knew that if you're going to sell people on good wine, wines that are over $40, over $50, over $60. We just talked about a $75 wine. Yep. There is no way this wine shows well in that shitty glass that they were pouring. But you give them a glass that they can go... You know, get some get some air into you and you go, oh man, that's a really great wine. How much is it? 75 bucks. You know what? Maybe I'd pay $75 for that because I realize it'll sit in my cellar for, you know, 12, 15 years. And 
I, I think we have to start showing pride for Ontario wine. Second, second example, I talked to many winemakers and wine principals while I was there, and I said, this is crappy glassware. Some of them towed the party line by saying, oh, no, I think it's okay. Yeah, that's because you're showing, you know, all white wine or you're showing sparkling wine, so you're fine. But the guy showing a big, heavy red, look, the guy, Adnan from iSellers, there's no way his wine showed good in that glass. No way. I'll bet you the wines tasted great. Adnan makes good wine. He I makes don't great wine, but Here's they the didn't show well in that glass. There's no way I would pay his tasting out of that glass. Knowing him and tasting his wine at his winery in proper stemware, Okay. I'm like, okay, I'm willing to pay $60 or $70 for that cab. But here, at this with this cruddy little glass, there's no way I'm paying $70 for your wine. Sorry, man. I'm not buying your wine. I'm out of here. So why would you do it? The guy's table, I hate to say it, when I walked by his table, his table was empty. Because people were like, I'm not, sp- I'm not, I'm not spending that I guarantee that you it has nothing to do with the wine glasses. I bet you it does. I bet you it doesn't. So look, number two, tasted a wine, not going to mention the winery. But I was talking to the winery owner, and I said, I believe this is a good Chardonnay. You should like this story. I believe this is a good Chardonnay. I just think it's not showing well in this glass. And he said, I agree. Well, the Chardonnay is one of the wines that definitely needs a, a bigger glass. But Ta-da! good Chardonnay will taste good in a glass. Just, I knew your, it was... Your, your, argument, your argument is so full of shit, though. It's, it's not even it's funny. It's not full of shit. You're, you're serving wine. You had to turn. You went through your points. One. I still have points. One. You're in a still have points. Well, then you can get them after we're done. One. You're in a room full of educated wine people who presumably will know what a good wine tastes like, regardless of what. The no, I wasn't is. in a room full of educated wine people, and that's the other said, problem. You, you said that it was restaurant writers, restaurateurs, and some sommeliers. Yeah, you those are, are educated you, people. But you also know, going to let's say the California show, that you get a whole bunch of hangers on who have no idea what they're drinking, and they're just there because it's a wine show. Okay, so did you have a lot of that at Taste Ontario? Yes, there was there. See, and I had comments also from wineries who said, what the heck are these people doing here? They don't write, they don't buy, they don't do anything. Well, if getting these wines in front of other people who are in the restaurant industry is going to help change minds, I guarantee you that having those people come to an event like that is more effective than having good glassware. But if you're showing it in a bad glass, you know why would you... Why, it doesn't change minds. People go... It doesn't a do good, a good wine's going to taste fine no, even if it's not it served does, in the proper glass. But it tastes glass. better in a better glass. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm just saying that you're not going to change people's minds uh, about their impression of the entire industry by having wine served in a proper glass. Your intention you, of the event is to sell wine and not want, to sell glassware. If you want restaurants, and as you said, it's another topic for another day. If yeah. you want restaurants to start showing Ontario wine and go, you know what, I really like this Ontario wine, you've got to show it in the best light. And if you're showing it in a Dixie cup, then you're not showing it in the best light. Okay. And that's my point. If you want these restaurateurs to go, you know what, you've changed my mind about Ontario wine, then put it in a glass that goes, you know what, shit, I want to buy that $40 bottle of wine. I want to buy that $35 bottle of wine. So what's the solution then? You're you're bitching and bitching. Get better glassware at these events. How? They can rent them for better. They can rent better glassware. Have you dealt with a a rental company? You can deal with any rental company. Yeah. Have you ever called a rental company? Like I I threw my wedding last year. Do you you think I called up and said, uh, yes, I would like for my my wedding 80 shots of easel white glasses. No, because you're cheap. I would like 80... Uh, and you know you're cheap. I didn't skimp. I didn't skimp on. You my, didn't skimp on the wine. Did not skimp on the on the 
cutlery and the table settings. We found a good rental company, and but you had, it doesn't work like that. And you that. had great food. I did have great food. From a, from a food truck, is, which, you, I sh- which I was you, shocked, by when the you way. Call, Barbecue from a food truck at a wedding? Never happens. When you call when you call a rental company and you are looking for wine glasses, you don't necessarily get first crack at it. And for you to get wine glasses made up, the cost of the event goes Correct. through the roof. It does. But look. Like, I'm having a bit of empathy here for the fact that, that it was an event that was thrown that was that was to reach a large number of people. And I think that it was very effective at doing that. I don't think that anyone's mind was changed by the wine being served in crappy stemware. But it would have been changed had it been in proper stemware. I don't think it would have. I, I could guarantee you that. But here's the thing. Look, have you ever have you ever done a like a, a Riedel tasting? Riedel? We did it on the air today, on the air together. Okay. Like in, was, in a, was in your a mind past cha- life. Was your mind changed? My mind was changed, but changed by the stemware. I win. But it wasn't changed by the wines. The wines were I good. Win this the wines one. were good in, in all three glasses. You but had they to... were better in a proper glass. Yeah, but they were still good in the, in oh, the wrong glass. Oh, you're just being a dick. No, I'm not being a dick. Oh, see, this is what I have to deal with. Um, I don't think that there's any way we're going to be able to to like qualitatively. I like champagne flutes, and, and we have never come to the, the the realization that you are wrong and I am right about the champagne. Flutes. I think most of the most uh, of the wine drinking no. world is on my side on uh, this. So not anymore. No, they'll come back to the flute. Watch, it's not going to happen. It will. Um, Okay, well, now that we've yelled at each other a bunch and come to no discernible <laughs> this, conclusion. This is what we do over dinner. This yeah. really, literally is the only thing we're missing here is a plate of food. Thank you very much for bringing these wines. Um, oh. Oh, let us know what you think about wine in stemware. You can do that in the comments on uh, on this video. Yeah. Uh, or Who's you right? Can, uh, I'm right. Andre's wrong. I know that. Jesus, I can't believe that this podcast turned into another like stemware debate. But uh, throwing an event is hard. And... I just don't know if we've come to a solution on how to get better somewhere. I'm Andre Pru from AndreWineReview.ca. I think the better thing is to just spend a few extra dollars because if I had been a winery at that event seeing that stemware, I would have gone, what's my money going to? But I'm telling you, spend an extra few dollars where? Uh, Spend a few extra dollars on the event. Okay, if there is a if there is a We're rental go company right back into this, and you know it. If there's a rental company in this city that specializes in in wine stemware, uh, give them a shout out in the comments here. Um, I'd love to hear. I, think, it. I, think I want to hear it. If if we want to start giving them plugs, if you're a rental company that you specialize in stemware Good and wine stemware, I think we need to pump that company up and get them yeah, some business in Niagara. There. Make sure your prices are affordable. That's all I can say. So I'm Michael Pincus of MichaelPincusWineReview.com. You've got that spiel yep. you do. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Leave comment. Leave reviews. Uh, well, this is the most fired up we've gotten in a while. Oh man, I can't believe you're so wrong. You only said one bad word in the whole thing, too. That's not true. I said like five or six. But they were so well-placed, you didn't even notice. I think I was pretty worked up, too. Anyways, sign it off. All right. Good night! Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.